This is the Ali La Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the view from the terraces at Liverpool FC. Welcome to another edition of Ali La Rouge, backed by popular demand, with no expense spared via the wonders of modern technology. We have a glittering array of guests this episode. Mono is back after his illness, and we've also dragged the acting to Stanley manager John Coleman out of his sick bed um, after a 10-day isolation, which he's still involved in, I think. Uh, and John has no less than 17 of his Accrington Stanley players out with the dreaded coronavirus. Uh, also joining us tonight is Keith Colvin, who seems to be the only person who's 100% fit for action. How are the patients doing? Well, I was all right till I went to Accrington. <laughs> <laughs> John, I mean, how'd you, how'd you get 17 players infected? I, I think it was a trip to Colchester. That's the Colchester, six hours on a bus there, six hours back. Yeah. It, well, we, it was Ipswich, but we stayed in Colchester. And yeah. Although we kept the lads separate in the separate rooms and that, and we had a separate meeting room, the, the hotel was shocking and yeah. it just didn't feel right. And then consequently, a few went down sick. A couple of days later, we managed to get the Fleetwood game out the way, and then it just snowballed from there. So, so the thing that everyone's had at once, I suppose, but mm. you know, it's not ideal. So the bubble hasn't worked. It's not the same as the Premier League bubbles, then, no. Well, you know, I think they can—they've got a lot better facilities than what we've got, um, and a lot more opportunity to isolate continuously. You know, we yeah. haven't—we've uh, done our best we can. We've followed the rules that we. We've been given, but you know, six hours on a coach, it's going to spread. You know, they're, they're taking the mats off to eat. Yeah. You know? um, so at some point, it's spread, I think, and it? it's unfortunate once one's got it. It's yeah. Wildfire. So, what you, have you been able to watch the Liverpool games? Did you watch the game against uh, Midgieland or whatever they're called? Yeah, I did. Um, and we've seen loads of them over the years, you know. Yeah. All of us have we were teams get behind the ball, trying to on the counter. Liverpool get ponderous. Um and I think that, that was the reason why we made the next step to going to towards title contenders and then and then champions. The fact that we started moving the ball quick and then we stopped messing about and drawing games like that. Yeah. Um, I think the difference with this team now is you'd always think they're gonna win. Even yeah. though they're playing absolutely terrible and they're not having any shots, <laughs> at some point they're gonna win. Yeah. And that's a marvellous situation to have and a feeling in a club to have, to be honest. Were you, su- were you surprised at the lineup, or would you think that's... No, not at all. I think I think he is going to do that. And, you know, no disrespect to them, but they are going to be the one of the weaker teams. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think he's, he's got to get games into them and he's got to try and protect the others um, going along. Not, not something yeah. I, I overly subscribe to, but I can understand his reason behind it. Mano, you are that's not in your top five European games ever, is it? <laughs> no, by, by no means. But yeah, I agree with John, what John's saying there. Obviously, we, you know, we've got um, three games a week coming up now, you know. Uh, and it's just, it's just we have to go save these players because they, they can't. We've we seen what we get with the injuries, you know, unlucky on some of them, obviously. But yeah. um, we're going to get more, and other teams are going to get more because of the volume of games. So. It was right to all say uh, the team, and you know he's going to do that on a weekend, week out basis, right through this yeah. next few months, these winter months. 
Yeah. Um, well, no, the, the game, the game wasn't a, a great one, was it? No, no. But it's the, it's the three, it's the three points that count, Keith. What about when you see Fabinho pull up? Were you just thinking, oh no, not again? Or well, yeah, yeah, obviously it's something you don't want to see uh, for any player, let alone someone who stepped in because we've had an injury already uh, and getting injured in that same position. But you know, the young kid who's come on and he come on against Ajax, he, he doesn't seem phased by it. You know, he, I think he played in non-league last year and the, the whatever. So he's got a bit of experience of playing what you probably call real football. John will probably know more about that than most in respect that he's. Playing against grown men, who are probably going to put him in his place. So he's he seems to have been able to handle that. From, I, I seen the manager of it, it was a kid of that he played for. I think who said you know he had a good attitude, not being cocky, but he stood up for himself. So he's come in, and I don't think he's done himself any harm. But go, you know, changing the team, he's obviously going to change it against them. You tend to think that the side will be stronger against them than he would against yeah. them on on the Tuesday. So it, as John said, it's, it's a common sense approach by the manager. He's got to, he's got to ease them all back into it because it's. A quick turnaround from the end of the season, um, and not no one's really set the world on fire at the moment. Um, so, I think we I think we'll be okay in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm getting going to get really technical here, so I think John's going to have to help me out here. But Fabinho, it's be after the scan, he's got a grade one or two tear, and he could be straight back after the international break. But that will mean he misses Man City a week on Sunday. A grade one or two tear? I mean, what's that usually, John? Two or three weeks? Yeah, it's two or three weeks. It depends on how the year and depends on the mentality. I think what people are missing the point here is not a centre half. You know, yeah. he's done great and he's a stopgap and we haven't got anybody else. He's not a centre half. And, you know, I think it's vital that we go out and, and get a replacement in mm. anybody. Um, you know, the young lad did do okay. Time will tell whether he can cope with that. He might end up yeah. putting a more experienced player in there to the place like he has done. Who would you think on Saturday against West Ham? Would you would you play someone like Milner there, maybe? Or well, he has used he used Anderson, didn't he, in the world? Yeah. 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 Um, but I don't like this idea of that you get a midfield and all of a sudden he then he becomes a great centre half. He's not a great centre half. He's someone who does well when he steps in there. Yeah. You know, and, I think that experiment with Lucas failed dramatically, didn't it? So yeah. no, you can't you can't be playing there for any longer than need be. And he's yeah. a good midfielder as it, as it is, and you miss him in there as well. Mono, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, John, obviously because we're struggling. Um, I, I think if you played uh, Williams on uh, tonight, um, I, th- I think Antonio would just bully him all night, wouldn't he? He would. So that's, so that's that's the, that's the worry with him. But for me, you know, you know. What about Ronaldo as a stopgap? You know, I think that's why. Well, I agree with you. It's going to have to be a senior player, but yeah, you know, you can't just say, "Well, I will do that for the season." Because if we do that for the season, I tell you, you'll come unstuck. Yeah, it, it doesn't work. You know, it's horses for courses, and I know you have to do oh, what yeah. you have. You have what to play the last year, didn't he? Yeah, City sided with the Fernandinho, didn't he? When yeah. the port was out. They come unstuck in the end. So you're right, we need we do need to get someone in there because you know it looks like Van Dyke's gonna be out for the for the season unfortunately. So you know, they're gonna have to go in in January and buy somebody, aren't they? They're gonna have to do it. And I'm sure hopefully by then we're still in in the shelf for most things and it'll only be better for the team. What were you, uh, John, what are your impressions of uh, you know, as as a manager, if you saw the way Pickford come out, because we haven't really discussed that because the Derby's been since the last Alley Rouge, but how would you feel if um, if a goalkeeper come out like that? And I'm not, I'm not implying that he was it was intentional. It's just the reckless way 
pick yeah. up isn't it? I was very disappointed with the challenge and I don't think he did it. I don't think he did it deliberately. I don't think it was premeditated. I don't think I don't think you know, I don't think any footballers are like that at the moment. The one thing I did say though is I've never seen anything like that happen in professional football. The last time I seen that was probably Sunday League. Um, yeah. when I seen a challenge like that. Mm. Um and the big thing, you know, everyone's going on about VAR. And your know, VAR should have picked it up. That's arguably the best referee in the in the country. You know, one of the top European referees. He's 12 yards away. He doesn't need VAR. Mm. You know, that's a reckless challenge. I don't think he's done it deliberately, but it, you know, nobody really goes out to endanger anyone. No one would be sent off if that was the case. Mm. So it was a reckless challenge and it should have been read by the referee, not by VAR. Yeah, headless I chicken challenge, right? I think everyone's missed that point. Yeah. Mano? Yeah. yeah. When and again, then when you see it again on the replay, the referee is right behind him. So he had a perfect view, didn't he? He wasn't, you know, no one was in his way. But going back to VAR, John, you know, this is what it's for. I said last week, I, I think I said, you know, it swings and roundabouts, you know, the Everton game, you know, it never went for us, but it will go for us in other games, like every other club sport. Where VAR, where VAR, it's not the VAR, it's, it's the people that's, that's but, but doing VAR. You know about VAR at the moment. So you've got an incident there where the referees give a foul, He's checked it against Sheffield United. Is it inside the box or outside the box? Yeah. And when they're looking at it, they know it's not a foul. He's got the ball. Yeah. Why not say to the ref, listen, you made a bit there. Yeah. This VAR's got to stand up. We've spotted an obvious error. He's got the ball. That's not a foul. So yeah. don't even think about giving a pen. It's not a foul. But mm -hmm. no, you know it's not a foul. But they say, oh, yeah, but it's in the box. Yeah. So it's a perfectly good tackle in the box. Because you've made a mistake, we've got to stand by it. How yeah. can that be right? Well, that's yeah. that's wrong. So it's it's the referees that that's in this VAR room that are making the mistakes. Yeah, but also it is. But also that they're, they're saying that at VAR they can't overrule the referee. And that he's made the decision. We just want to see where it is. Yeah. Now, what's the point of having a, a, a situation or or a, a mechanism that you can spot a fault and not do anything about it? Well, wasn't VAR brought in for any clear and obvious errors made? By well, the that, was the, that was the idea, or factual. Yeah, so definitely an obvious error by the oh, referee. Obvious error. Everyone can see it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so it's... I just, I just didn't get it, me. You just, yeah. you just close up, close shot, don't you? Know, they all back each other up, don't you? Let's be honest about it. Well, you know, I know I'm never in favour of it. You know, no, I've, I've been going to league managers' meetings for years when the, when this has been suggested, and I've and I've never ever been in favour of it for <coughs> reasons. Um. The main one is as you and I are fans, we're fans. You can never celebrate a goal now. Yeah. No. You know, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting. Yeah. And I think that takes every ounce of emotion out of football. And, you know, it's getting sterilised as it is without yeah. that. Mm. Plus the fact, you know, what part of the fun was having arguments in the pub over decisions, wasn't it? And yeah. Shouldn't they give yeah. that? That was offside, that was a pen, that wasn't a pen. You know, and, and that's gone out the window as well now. And I think also referees are now playing each way bets. So they're saying, well, I'm not going to give that, but there you are, I'll pick it up if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... It's, it's a mess, isn't it? It's completely well, a mess. Do you think, you know, to play devil's advocate, do you think Liverpool have, have used that to its, own, to its advantage when it plays offside a lot? They do. They do. They do and it, to let VAR pick it up. Yeah, they do. And that's, that's possibly one of the things that has helped their system. Yeah. I, 
I don't like the offside that the Liverpool play anyway. We are to be about every time we've got a free kick against us. <laughs> um, you know, because it, it can be wrong or you can get it wrong. And I just wish they'd stop doing it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. On the more note, I think we'd all agreed that, you know, VAR's killing, killing elements of the game that we all love, you know, but... On a more positive note, it was uh, Jota scored Liverpool's 10,000th goal in competitive matches on um, on Tuesday night. So I'd just like to ask you what your favourite goal that you've actually witnessed. Um, I'll, start off, I'll start off with the... Uh, uh, it's a bit of a, bit of a hard one because I was going to pick Garcia because it was a phantom goal and it was such a... You know, uh, a brilliant night, but I've gone for the actual goal I witnessed was the uh, Terry McDermott header against Tottenham. Oh, are you, you going to go for that? Yeah, that was my 18th birthday, that. We beat you 7 on my 18th. So have you got a... I was going to choose that, but um, have you chosen that, Keith, yeah? Well, I was going to be... Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's only, it's only a bit of a laugh, isn't it? Mono? I've got a couple. Honest, be honest. Well, obviously we've got. We've we got. One. All right, we've got thousands, but the three I was thinking of. I'm, I'm going. You said a couple. Yeah, I'm. I'm going with. Um, <laughs> I've got three. Honestly, God, I'm, I'm. I'm debating on the three of them. Top um, one. I'm going. I'm going for a uh, Chris Lawler, 1970 against Everton, when we were getting beat two 0 and we won three two. Yeah. I, I, remember, I was, you know, 10, 11 years of age. You were, you were at the game, though, were you, surely? Yeah, yeah, it was me dad, yeah. Annie Roll then, yeah, oh, right behind the goal, yeah. Right behind the goal it was. Uh, Who got oh, the other two? What? Who got the other two? Uh, Iway and Sosiak. Sosiak, yeah. You probably scored the other. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant one. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, I, 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 you know, and then I've got to have you fake off in my mind for a... Yeah, I was going to choose that, yeah. You know, obviously, obviously isn't that... so many, isn't it? I mean, there's yeah. so many. We just, we've been, we've been spoiled. That Also, another brilliant one was the Xavier Fairclough against Everton. That was the other couple. We missed the pen after that as well, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Man after making the one, though. Yeah. But you, you can't beat your odds against West Ham, can you, in the cup final? No, yeah. it's unfair, isn't it? Yeah. Just for drama. Yeah. For how good a goal it was. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say that the one Suarez scored against Newcastle, but when I come over the shoulder and he controlled it on his chest, that was, yeah. that was a fantastic goal. But not forgetting also the Gerard one against the Olympiacos, you know, which yeah. was also another brilliant goal, wasn't it? And Changed that the course of history, yeah. really, isn't it? You could have a full podcast just talking about them, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah you yeah. could do, but... Yeah, anyway, 10,000 goals. I don't know, I don't know which statistician uh, worked that out. Probably someone from LiverpoolHistory.net or somewhere, but 10,000 goals. So we've we've got um, we've got West Ham tonight. Um, what do you think? It's, um, they've been doing all right, haven't they? But the last, the last three games at Anfield have been 4-1. 4-0 and 3-2 earlier on in the year in January, the pre-COVID game. Um, West Ham, yeah, they've been doing okay. And I think, you know, they probably benefited their home through the lack of you no know, fans there because, they're, you know, a bit of a moaning crowd as well, you know. So they've relaxed a bit. But can you see anything other than the Liverpool victory on? Well, well 
you know, any any other circumstances, you know, you say no, but it's strange. All these games now, every game, it's it, it can go either way. Can yeah. you know? We've seen them all going either way, and it's you know, Sheffield United gave us a game, and yeah. it's, you know, it's just great to get 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 the win out of that. Mitchell and you, you know, the other nights, same again. But uh, I think it, they might be a bit of an handful. West Ham, going back to our defence, what we said before, you know, with the yeah. Antonio fronts, you know, he's going to put the pressure on. Is he going to be fifth, Antonio? Well, yeah, that's that's like, the thing, isn't it? Yeah, but you know that the, oh, oh, you know what's the doing? They will target our, our, our defense. You know, yeah, yeah. It's great. It's great to have Allison back, by the way, as well. You know, uh, that's a that's a bit of a um, for us. That's a bit of a boost, massive boost. So you, yeah. you know, you've got someone behind that defense you can talk to them and whatever. Well, Thiago's in in training. You know, light yeah. training. Unless there's a setback, he he should be in the squad for Saturday. I'd, I'd go back to what John said before at the very beginning of this where we just seen we got the knack now of, of winning games haven't we you know, and teams we're playing against know that and I think West Ham although they're playing well I think they won't be looking forward to coming against playing against Liverpool even though with the injuries that we've got because you know that we're capable of beating them quite easily if, yeah. if we're wrong so you know without being too optimistic uh, too, uh, sort of saying we're going to do this one with that I, I can see us winning, winning the game it mightn't be as easy as we'd like it to be because you know, as I said before, most teams are no one's pulling trees up early. But I think Liverpool have got a, the whereabouts now to, to beat anybody on any day. So I think I can see his winning on Saturday. I think I think if Thiago's back, that'll be an absolute massive lift to everybody. Yeah. Um, uh, concerning the team, you know, it was crying out for him the other night, to be honest, wasn't it? You know, yeah. someone with a bit of guile. And, um, I think they're a good side West Ham. I've watched them three or four times this season. Uh, unfortunately, my grandkids are so, sort of semi West Ham fans. Oh, um, so uh, <laughs> I've watched them a bit, and I like I've liked the way they play. I, like, I love that Antonio. Yeah, I think, uh, I think he's the perfect English centre forward. They're a uh, different team with him, in, aren't they? To yeah. play in England, yeah. And, you know, they've got pace. They've got pace down the flanks. They're physically quite strong. But I, I agree. If we get if we get our act together we could pose them a lot of problems. I mean, I think City, I've always been saying City needs, City needs a shot of adrenaline. They started off great against West Ham, first 20 minutes and didn't score. And they always need that that lift. I don't think they're mentally as strong as Liverpool. And once West Ham scored, he sort of went into the shell a bit. I don't think Liverpool will do that. Yeah. Um, I think certainly if Thiago's playing, I think we'll keep them on the, we'll stay on the front foot. Mm. And we can cause them problems. If we go unbeaten on Saturday, it will be um, um, a record 63 unbeaten home league games, a feat last achieved at Anfield between February 78 and December 1980. That's, that's an unbelievable achievement, isn't it? It is, and we, we had to get back to that. You know, we, 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 do you remember the days, I mean, you usually know them better than me because you want, want to more games than me. But the days when Liverpool lost at home, it made the news. Yeah. yeah. Not the sport news, it made the news. Yeah. yeah. didn't lose at home, you know what I mean? And I, can, yeah. I remember going as a kid, like, and I remember the, the games, you know, the shock ones, losing to Birmingham, losing to Middlesbrough, losing to, um, you know, losing to Arsenal, to another Alan Borscott. They were there occasions. Yeah. And, and it, it got to a point there where anyone could come to Manfield and win. And yeah. We had to change that, and we have, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. For, for me, that, that's exactly spot on. Um, 
everyone, but it's a different ball game now, John, isn't it? With, yeah, it is. with what's going on, you know, and that's what I said before. You know, every, everyone's giving everyone a game. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's no fear anymore. You haven't but, got the intimidation of Anfield, have you now? No. So, the pitch, But you know what? We we still got the fear factor in in for what we are as a football team. You've got you know, you've got the fear with your players, haven't you? Yeah, but once you see them, them three up front name, and that's when the, that's when the opposition start going. You know, they've got to start worrying then, haven't they? So I, I hope you can't jot it in them today. Well, you know, you never know. <laughs> and Salah and Mane. Particularly against West Ham, always seem to get on the score sheet, don't they? You know, yeah, they always put get plenty of shots as well. Yeah, against, against West Ham. So yeah, I'm hoping it. I'm hoping it's going to be that. Yeah, uh, one, one of the uh, out, games. Will you be out in isolation um, tonight? No, no, no um, I've got till next week. So All right, I'll be propped on the couch watching it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're not going to a pub with a, set, a substantial meal then to watch no, it? No, even if I was allowed out, I don't really like going to the to pubs to watch Liverpool. Yeah, same here. Unless, really. unless I'm right in the heart of Liverpool. Alele Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. We've got uh, Atalanta after that. And that what a trip that would have been. I mean... Bergamo would have been absolutely brilliant, wouldn't it? You know, yeah. Um, it I think I presume most of us would have been going, but I've always wanted to go to Bergamo, you know, especially for a match. You know, it's a fantastic place. You know, I've uh, read a lot about it. Um, do you know much about Atalanta? I mean, they've they've got four points. We've got we've got six. We've got um, you know two games that we've won. Atalanta drew. They were there two. I think I, they were two nil. I actually two nil up at half time, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, the other yeah. night, and uh, they pulled it back to two all. So, do you know anything about them? Were they in, were they in City's group last year, really? I think they, they played. They, they played City at me lately. Yeah. They played City a game in both games, didn't they? Yeah. So I don't. I don't think there'll be no mugs like. You know what I mean? I haven't seen much of them this year, like. No. I think they've done well the last few years back in Europe, haven't they? So uh, they've got a bit of pedigree for the last few seasons. But um, apparently against uh, Michelin, you know, the, the, the score flaccid, you know, um, it's flaccid and, you know, Michelin yeah, yeah, done, done, done well, really. So, you know, it's, it's you know, the Italian team, you know, you know the way they defend it and the way they act. So it, it'd be a bit of a tough game, I think. But it's, 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 it's going back to our uh, mentality again, you know, uh, who, who we are, you know, and who we can play. If we can still yeah. play the, the full team, we'll beat anyone. But but what we said before, you know, it's the rotation, isn't it? Of it all again. It, you know, players going to get rested again. It yeah. seems strange watching City, uh, watching Chelsea, and there was fans in, the, in their stadium. Yeah, yeah. That's the thought, yeah. yeah. There won't be, I don't think there's fans in um, Italy, is there? No. 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 Um, uh, from all I've read, it's only a small stadium anyway. The um, Gewis Stadium, is it also? Gewis, spelled G-E-W-I-S-S. It's only twenty-one or 23,000, I think. So if you've had fans in there, it would have been unbelievable, wouldn't it? Liverpool? Yeah. Sorry? They played games at the San Siro, haven't they? San Siro, yeah. Not done, yeah. 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 I think uh, we haven't got a game to follow week, have we? I don't think it's the international again. It's City. City, 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 City on Sunday. City on Sunday, yeah. Over the week after. It's just yeah. depends, because 
you may go out with a full temper of strong starts. If he wins that game, you're basically qualified, aren't you? Yeah. After three games. You may look at it that way and say, let's get let's get a qualified as quickly as possible. But obviously with the city being coming up, it might uh, muddy the waters a bit. Mm. So I mean we're we're in a pretty dom- dominating position, aren't we? Six, you know, six points. There's only really um there's only really, I mean, Missland, they're already out of it, aren't they? So it's Ajax, isn't it? And Atalanta. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I call them Ajax, by the way. Sorry? I call them Ajax. Ajax. <laughs> like, uh, like Jack Charlton, yeah. Yeah, Ajax. No, I think, be, I think we'll beat Ajax at home. So, yeah. I, I think I think it's Ronald's. It was over there. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's really. You know, Ajax is in December, isn't it? So you want to wrap up by then. So yeah. you know, the, the two of them come together. The two Atlanta games don't be yeah, the way. Then young, you know, mm-hmm. that's the next game after everything. Yeah, yeah. So there was a big um, going on to off the field stuff. There was a big um, pay per view boycott against um, Sheffield United, and I think it was one hundred twenty seven thousand pounds was raised for the uh, for the local food banks, wasn't it, Mono? Yeah, uh, well, unbelievable success that really wasn't it? You know, you know it was obviously it was done through the spirit of Shankly at first for the boycott because uh, who led the way. But well, the fans supporting few banks had already put something out earlier on yeah. in the week. You know when all Evertonians were door eating as well, and you know and all football fans. But the pay per view they all started in the week before when Newcastle they raised fifty five grand, I think something like that. And then yeah. Leeds, or Leeds done fifty odd grand as well. Then yeah. barely twenty grand, you know. Obviously, with our fan base, um, it, it was publicised well, you know, through the SOS and uh, the fan support through banks and uh, went around the world. And the donations we were getting were brilliant, you know. Even mm. from Norway, I think it was thirty grand, you know. We yeah. checked from Japan for five hundred quid and uh, all over Europe, all over the world, really. The idea, in case people listening all around the world, was the idea was you didn't. Like we've had Sky and BT, get, they've picked the games that they want, but the other games. The Premier League have put them up for pay per view at fourteen pound ninety five. So instead of Liverpool, Sheffield United was in that category. And instead of buying the um, the game pay per view, people were encouraged to donate to the food banks, and that's how the money was raised. And that, but John, do you see this at the thin end of the white? If they get if they get decent numbers on the pay per view, they then they'll start putting the big games on Sky and BT on pay per view. I think it's a fait accompli. Um, you know, we've had it ourselves. With, um, you know, we have iFollow in the Football League. Yeah. So our fans can watch away games. cost a tenner, I think. And they brought that in, but there was a boycott on three o'clock on a Saturday. And they're, they're solely, solely trying to erode that. Um, I think all season ticket holders now get free iFollow passes. But... Um, I think it's the beginning of the end. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. it's. I think eventually it'll be everything could be streaming. Mm. That means there'll be less money getting filtered down from the TV deals. Yeah. The clubs, and you know, I think it's it's brilliant the way football fans have rallied out with these food banks because you'd hate you you just scratch your head to think such a, a big or developed country as England could be relying on food banks, but we have to. Yeah. The, the one good thing about particularly people in Merseyside and, and other working class regions is that they do band together to look after people who are struggling yeah. what, 
I was talking to Dave Flannery, a good Liverpool fan as well, today, and one of the things we've got to be careful of is that the government don't just take a step back and say, come on then. Let, let them do it. That's, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We've got to be mindful yeah. of because yeah. 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 it shouldn't be happening in this society. No. People shouldn't, no. Kids shouldn't be starving. Accrington are doing something, aren't they, as well? Yeah, Accrington have, have done a, a bit, you know, for to feed the kids. They've, they've opened up a base at the club and the team has donated some money. Yeah, and it is, it's very admirable and, uh, that a lot of people are, are rallying around in times of distress. But, mm. you know, this this is something that society should be dealing with. Yeah. Mm. You know, when you talk about I follow, that is um, similar streaming for the... For yeah. The, uh, League One and Two, is it? Yeah. How much is that price, that? £10. £10, yeah. £10. But it's, it's free for season ticket holders. Well, you've got a season ticket at this moment in time because they can't go in. And they're letting it, they're letting it be free. But there was a, the, the, the big four on that was that how it was distributed, the money. So yeah. what they were saying was that the club who sells the pass gets the money. So our chairman kicked up a massive fuss because he said, you know, we're putting on a show and other people are selling and making on it. So for argument's sake, Sunderland might sell 5,000 I follow passes against Accrington. Yeah. And we won't get a bean out of it. No, no. Now, they've changed it now, so... I think we get the first 500. The home team gets the first 500. Mm. And then there's some kind of split in favour of the selling team, to be honest. Yeah, it's what's, what's the uptake been like? Do you know any, any figures? What's the uptake been? Do you know any? Uh, it depends from game to game. Um, it's not been great. No. Not on our, our level, anyway. Um, yeah. But, you know, I suppose with the likes of Sunderland, who will have a massive world following as well. I mean, yeah. we're the world following because we're going to each name but um, you know the, the bigger clubs like Portsmouth Ipswich Sunderland you know they think you think they could make a lot of money out of that and mm. it would be very beneficial to them but it's not something I want to see certainly at 3 o'clock on a Saturday yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's what people said go to the turns now Keith did you uh, did you were you tempted by pay-per-view or did you no no, no. <laughs> uh, I'm still on the radio like, like, like most people did um, no, it, it's you know we could again you could have a separate podcast about talking about this situation, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Article and, and, and discussing that, but even having to have this conversation, as you say, in respect of the way the clubs are, just beggars belief at this day, in this time moments of what's going on that they're looking to get more money out of some out of the fans when they've got enough things to worry about and having to fork out for that It's just it. It doesn't surprise me. It just disappoints me that it's going on because yeah. it's a thin end of a wedge. You know, Liverpool and Man United the other week sort of broke ranks. They need to, to sort of push on with the, whatever it was called, the big idea, whatever it was. And it's it's coming. It's you know you can see it coming. And it's a sad state of affairs that we all sort of design ourselves that this is going to happen at some stage. That clubs will break away because they just want more money. And the way they're going to get more money is to is basically sell their own games. Yeah, yeah. Play, like I said before, he could probably sell it for five hundred million pounds across the world or a pound to go. You get that many people watching it. Possibly yeah. not that many, but they can make a lot of money out of one game. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that to me is what they're looking at in a you know in a basic way. Mm. So get, well, the Premier League is just hanging on to coattails and some certain clubs, aren't yeah. they? I mean it's 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 admirable what uh, some of the fan groups have done, no doubt about that, but it brings me back to the Thing that you know, fans in the ground. Every the whole debate about this is only because 
there aren't any fans allowed in the ground. Now, uh, there was a bit of an update from Liverpool Football Club today about fans in the ground, because it was supposed to be last Saturday's game, wasn't it, against uh, Sheffield. That was yeah. when we were going to get, I think it was 12,000. It was getting uh, before the coronavirus figures went up. But in August, they were talking about that was um, that was the game that twelve thousand would be allowed back into Anfield. You know, well, only the street piece. Man United come out with a statement, haven't he, saying yeah. Yeah. no, they can safely put twenty one thousand fans in. Uh, yeah. And Liverpool come out uh, the other day saying the same. Yeah. Um, can you can you I, see the season? Can well, you see fans being on the ground this season? I don't well, know. Uh, now, nearer this time, no, because of the, the spike in, in, in the virus. Yeah. Uh, I can't see it happening now. Whereas, but, you know, and it's going to be tough in these next six months, in the winter months. So yeah. I can't see it happening before then, unless there's, unless there's a massive drop in it. But personally, you can't see that. But, but so, so it comes into the end of the season then, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. In the spring, you know, March, April, May, can we, can we get back in? It all depends on... on on this virus, doesn't it? So, there's a few, yeah, right. at this moment in time, I can't see it. But there's, there's some clubs like Marine have got fans in, haven't they? No, but yeah, uh, yeah. Would it be more likely to get fans in Atkinson before the Premier League, do you think? I'm not so sure. You know, we were open to get fans in about a month ago, six weeks ago, and then yeah. that's um, Listen, you know, it's bad. It's bad watching any kind of football without fans. Hmm. Being involved in it, it's so bizarre, honestly. Everything, everything you, you shout, it echo, echoes around the ground. I've had to move the dugouts to the other side of the pitch because the cameras were picking up. <laughs> it was well, I, I, well, I, I was when, when the football first come back and then they had no, no noise, no uh, crowd noise. It was terrible, but then when you brought the crowd noise on, it went even worse, didn't it? So I... I <laughs> I'd be very passionate now to listen to you. We played Wimbledon at QPR's ground and they actually piped the crowd noise in while we were playing. Did they? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. But that's a... <laughs> <laughs> But see, I think I can't understand that the senior thing might have felt the person from Man United was a woman saying, you know, you know, we can't understand why we can't get fans in. The government, you know without getting too political about this, the governments are quite happy for people to pack onto trains to go to work and keep the country going. But they're not prepared to let fans go into a sanitised area which is going to be properly segregated to go and watch a game of football. They've got, they've got the priorities wrong for football. They've got it for the right for the actual keeping the country going. But, you know, I go to work every day. It's no difference. Not a change. I'm on a building site with 500 men. No difference. And I'm sure that's the same in all the country over. And people are going to work every day to the normal workplace can come into contact with people all the time. Well, if you look at, if you read into Rick Barry's letter to the government, and he, he was, his big argument was that, you know, they've committed 1.5 billion to the arts. Yeah. Uh, there's no sign of a bailout for League One and League Two clubs. Um, you know, yeah. could go to the wall. Um, not everyone's interested in ballet and, and opera. Um, and mm. they can still. You can still go and pay to watch ballet and opera, and you can still go to cinema, yeah. you can still go to theatre. Yeah. Um, and so it it seems as though, again, without getting too political. Come on, get political. Well, it, it just it just feels as though everything the working man can do, we can punish them as much as we can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and yeah. I punish them as much as we can. 
Uh, and it, it goes back to the Thatcher days of trying to keep everyone downtrodden, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To keep your head above the water, doesn't it? Mm. Keep the foot off your head every now and again so you can breathe. Let's go back to what you said before, the, you know, the food banks, you know. I, I, we've even spoke about this, some of the lads out the, of the committee saying, it's great what everyone's done, but I can bet you some of the, some of the governments are uh, rubbing their hands going, let them carry on with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I can imagine that. I can imagine Sorry, how good was Gary Neville to you tonight? Talking about all, all yeah, this. he was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. He was on the, brilliant. He was on the ball, wasn't he? Yeah. You absolutely. know, it's interesting, you know, speak about the, like, uh, your team, John, the way it filters down. You know, he just he just explained it all properly, the way it works. You know. Yeah. Another... Um, another um, Thing that happened was uh, Jürgen Klopp did um, did an interview with uh, Sean Cox um, and his family for Today FM was it? Yeah. Today Irish radio station, yeah, but- and it, that went out. That went out during the week, and it, it's got a brilliant reaction. But it just shows you uh, what a man Jürgen Klopp is. What I mean, what his leadership, his integrity. His natural enthusiasm, which Shankly used to talk about, it's unbelievable. It, it, I'd um, urge anyone who hasn't seen it to get on um, get on the internet and, and get on YouTube. It's up there. Uh, Sean, obviously, he's improved a lot. This For anyone who doesn't know, Sean Cox was the um, fan who was attacked outside the Roma game. I think in 2018, was it? Yeah, or two, yeah 2017 or 18 season. Um, so... Uh, he can't speak at the moment, Sean, can he? But he, he can tell that when Klopp was talking, he was, you know, he was acknowledging it, wasn't he? You know? Yeah, but, but the week before, they done they done the, uh, the late late show in Ireland where uh, Martina was in was in the studio and she's got Martina's his wife. That's his wife, yeah. And she was, you know, speaking about the book, you know, about uh, what happened to Sean and his rehabilitation and what's going on, and you know, now and for the future. So that was good to see. But then they'd done this uh, radio station uh, with, with Klopp, done, done a Zoom with the family. And, you know, Sean's she, sitting on a chair, on a couch with all the family. Yeah. And he was giving a thumbs up and everything. And it was, it was yeah. good to see. You know, it was great that, you know, he, he's you know he's up and about to it in a certain extent. Mm. Yeah, it was, uh, it was absolutely brilliant to see. And I think it just epitomises what, I think what he's brought to Liverpool Football Club, you know, is everything about it, you know, he, um, it's it's something which he doesn't have to do, is it? You know, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, um, the John Lennon 80th birthday, what it would have been his 80th, I got in touch with someone at the club and said, any chance of Klopp doing a tribute to John Lennon? He ended up singing John Lennon's, you know, Beatles songs and John Lennon's. He didn't have to do it, but it was absolutely brilliant, you know, and I think that that's just... Um, Come on, do you do that, John? Sing John Lennon songs to. I've I've sang and bar mitzvahs in it. You want and I can. <laughs> I just have to pick the play. I just have to pick the fans up. Hey, I can imagine that. It's him making pick the fans up in the goal from Arsenal. <laughs> Take them to the ground. But I mean, in when you see Klopp, John doing that type of thing, it is it is special, isn't well, it? You know? I, I agree with what you're saying. He, he's a true leader, and you know, I split, uh, and when when you do these. Football course, these diplomas and all that, and your your, uh, your pro licenses and all that. And they talk about different styles of management, different facets of management. And I I, I split them into three really. I split, I split them into leaders, managers, and coaches. 
and he's definitely a leader. And yeah. I think they're the ones who are always the most special, and they always make it more rewarding when they win. You know that you mm. feel as though you're part of it, and you know they, they they lead you into a course and they make everyone believe in the course and the, and they go to a brick wall for it. Yeah. And I think he, he definitely gives the the fans belief. And you know you've been critical of the moan stands in the past. You've got a lot more games than me. But I think he gives us he gives us optimism and he gives everyone a belief. Yeah, um, and I think that's special in football. From doubters into believers. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So Keith, you still are you are you um, a believer? Yeah, you got to be, haven't you? After what he's done, you know what I mean. You know, the one thing about Klopp, he's he sort of he grasped Liverpool quite quickly, didn't he? The actual city itself, and you know as well documented he went on for a pint here and everywhere, but. He understands. He got the psyche of of of, of scouting basically, hasn't he? You know, he said something nice yeah. this week about what what the club means and what the club means to the people of the city and how we play for them. And, you know, in this pandemic and everything else, he, he's got a knack of saying the right thing at the right time, no matter what it is, mm. uh, whether it be with Sean Cox or whether it be about anything. He's, he's yeah. just got a knack because because he's gone out of his way to understand the place where he's gone to work. That I that I can see he's gone to understand it, uh, and he's and he's he's embraced it now. You know, you only got to look at you know Mourinho. You know Mourinho still stayed in the penthouse of a hotel in Manchester for whatever long time. If there, he didn't even bother getting a house. He just stayed in a hotel room. So that's the difference in the management style that John's talking about to me. Is that he's more, he's more, he's happier to be embracing the place where he's staying for however long that may be. You know, he might be here for another five years, be here for five months, but he'll give everything while he's here. Yeah, and that's all you want to do. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I think. Um... You know, we're certainly going to be tested in the next few months, isn't he, with the um, with the injury crisis. He'll have to show his leadership. But I think the very fact that Williams could come on the other night, I think the likes of Klopp give gives that player like that the confidence, doesn't he? You know, to come on and I think he's he reveling a piece. You know, it's it's a challenge for him now. Yeah, as as well. You know, I do agree with the. I think he 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 definitely needs to go and try and get someone in the window now because because of the two two centre backs out. Yeah, you know we miss one. Okay, one can come in, but you know if Matic comes back, you know he's injury prone a lot, isn't he? Gomez can be as well. So yeah, then, yeah, yeah. we got a major problem then. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think it's imperative that we do do something. But you know he's got enough um, now himself to, to know that I think. But he's I think he'll relish this uh, this the, these coming months and you know the challenge that we'll have. It was interesting to hear Adam Lallana's take on the money. Yeah, you know, he, he was saying he'll embrace the challenge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, he said he can't wait to get down in half time and, and sort it out. You know, and yeah, and it's good that you can you can see it, like a player who's who's had first hand knowledge of it. You know, for, for yeah. quite a long time. Yeah, so it's it's going to be you know an interesting next few weeks because obviously um, that injury crisis you know it has come to the fore. You know, when we when we when we last. Um, before the derby match, you know, you're just thinking as long as Van Dyke keeps fit, uh, you know, you're pretty confident. But you know, obviously, it's all up in the air now, and we really will test test his managerial skills. Now, uh, you've been listening to Ali Larouge. I'd like to thank my guests, um, 100% fit Keith Colden. <laughs> um, thanks for joining us, Mono. You haven't been very well, but. Your voice is a lot stronger it's, it's, now. It's, it's back, yeah. Back, I'm like back. A couple I'm, of weeks. I'm back. 
I'm back moaning in the house, so it must be getting <laughs> soon. A couple of weeks ago, you weren't well enough because your voice was yeah. a bit weak. And John, you know, you must be patient to the year by the looks of it. You know, you're looking very uh, really well. This well, is great for the podcast, but you're looking pretty healthy. Well, I'm most hoping that's uh, it's yeah, some bets. <laughs> so you're going to be when 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 are you back out in the uh, when are you allowed out again? I'm allowed out in about four or five days time, but uh, oh. I've been taking a lot of vitamin D. Yeah, oh, so yeah. like John, that's, that's me as well. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. have I as well. That's the uh, that's the moral of this podcast. Yeah. Get the vitamin D down, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Ali Larouge. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for uh, demanding the show back. Uh, after our um, after the summer, uh, any comments? Any get onto the Facebook, get onto the Twitter, and and see what you think about the show. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. Hopefully, John will be up and running on the training ground. Then Keith, I think, will be as fit as a fiddle as usual, and Mark <laughs> back as well. Okay, thanks for listening to Alain Rouge, and good luck to the Reds against West Ham tonight. You've been listening to the Ali La Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel.